Good, good. Keep it up. Keep it up. Keep up the pace. Don't look back. Don't look back. Keep it up. Keep it up. Good, 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 good. Wow, he's leaving them in the dust. Yeah, he definitely gets the athletic side from his mom, I'll tell you that. What's his name? Brandon. Hey, let's go, Brandon. How dare you? Oh! You're worse than Nazis. You're listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, a mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com Celebrity siblings. I was wondering um, if you have any uh, Hemsworths in stock. Uh, yes, we have a Stephen Hemsworth. Okay, great. That sounds like it's affordable. That's one of the things I'm looking for. Um, yep. Can you tell me about Stephen Hemsworth? Yeah, uh, Stephen is uh, is Chris Hemsworth. Stephen is Chris Hemsworth's. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Uh, brother <laughs> sure is. Okay. His brother. Yes. Okay. And it, he's, he's an older brother mm-hmm. and he had gone into pharmacology school, <laughs> did not mm-hmm. want to pursue acting like his brother, Chris. Right. Or his brother, Liam. Or his brother, Liam. Mm-hmm. And he failed out of pharmacology school <laughs> and, and now he's working with us at Celebrity Siblings. <laughs> That sounds great. So, you know, I, I, when I saw your Facebook ad, it sounded just too good to be true. But what exactly do these celebrity siblings do for you? Well, they'll do whatever you want. I mean, they sometimes bear a resemblance to their sibling. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, that kind of, you know, that's across the spectrum. Sometimes they look very similar. Like Tina Jessica Parker looks very much <laughs> like her sister. Oh, uh, and other times they, they, they don't look uh, identical, uh, like Bobby Sheen. Bobby Sheen being Charlie's brother or Martin's brother? Martin's brother. Okay, so Charlie's uncle. Yes. (laughs) And they don't talk. Oh, I'm sure they don't. Why, why would they? Well, so that's great. So, um, so I imagine you've had Bobby Sheen in, in stock for a while. What, um, the last transaction you had with a celebrity sibling which celebrity sibling was it and what did they wind up doing for that client? Well, um, uh, it's actually, we, uh, we are around the, the November Thanksgiving season. Mm-hmm. And, and last year, of course, was the COVID November. People were yeah. very, uh, very scared uh, about COVID and stuff. And, but they're also eager to, to kind of, you know, get over this and party and have a good Thanksgiving. Yep. And so uh, an individual contacted me. Um, and they were looking for a celebrity who might come and uh, a celebrity sibling, of course, who mm-hmm. might come and, and, and just participate in their Thanksgiving dinner. And so <laughs> I did some hunting around and I, I looked and I found somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who, who would that be? Frano. <laughs> is that, is that Bono's brother Frano? <laughs> That is, you're right. You got that. That's, I mean, maybe one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. <laughs> well, you know, he's a, he's a good guy. He's a, he's a, a warm soul. 
Uh, he's, he's similar in height to his brother and more successful brother, Bono. And he plays the lute. So there is that musical ability there. Mm-hmm. So it's not a total wash. So, so that's great. So, so Frano went to some family's Thanksgiving and, and, and what, what happened to that Thanksgiving? What was the report? You know, was, was it a happy customer? Uh, yeah, well, they were very, was, they lived in Port Elizabeth, Maine, which is uh, very close to Portland. And uh, he shows up, he walks through the door and, and kind of gives a knowing nod uh, that most people didn't see because he's kind of down at knee length. And so, but he walked around with his lute and he was playing the lute uh, quite often throughout the evening and, and partaking in some of the turkey and stuffing. And uh, mm-hmm. and people liked having a whimsical little Irishman uh, wandering around the premises who vaguely resembled the Bono from the band U2. That's right. Now, I imagine that could be dangerous for Frano at that time of year where he could be mistaken for an elf on the shelf and be packed away. And, you know, th- that, that was a concern of ours. That's why he was given a reflective yellow vest. <laughs> and we were able to uh, bypass any kind of incidents. As you we were able to retrieve them. him. We were able to find him, yes, because he left that evening. And, of course, it gets very dark very early. And uh, he was wandering around the neighborhood and playing his lute most forlornly. Like it was a very sad sounding lute song. But that's pretty much how we tracked him down. Oh, just just driving around the neighborhood with your windows down listening? Yeah. And when we heard the loot, it was kind of like a homing signal. And you just keep driving until the loot gets louder and louder. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, you've nearly struck him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so... You're quoting me uh, when I asked for your your like one of your most recent um, celebrity uh, siblings. You gave me an example from about a year ago today. Does that mean your business is not particularly successful? No, no, no. We 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 are busy. We uh, I actually just rented out uh, Manuel Bieber uh, just the other day, and that was on Thursday. And so Manuel, uh, who. <laughs> Slightly resembles uh, his brother, Justin, but so mm-hmm. he wears a T-shirt with Justin's face on it to hi- help kind of make the connection. Make the connection, yeah. It's not always <laughs> the first thing somebody does is when they see uh, Manuel Bieber. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, that was last Thursday and, and that mm-hmm. was for a, a child's confirmation. <laughs> uh, so that was a very festive event. Okay. So... Let me just ask you this real quick. Yeah. How good is your background work on this? Because I, I will point out that Justin Bieber is Canadian and very, very white. And this Manuel character, I don't know. It makes me question whether he's an actual blood relative. Well, and and that is the thing. He, he does resemble a border guard. <laughs> and there was an incident when the Bieber family was escaping Canada and coming to America to make a new life where they didn't have all their documentation. And the border guard, whose name was Javier Lopez, <laughs> uh, he took uh, Mrs. Bieber aside and for an interrogation. And when she came out, she was a different woman with semen on her shirt. <laughs> well, I got a feeling it wasn't just on her shirt. <laughs> no comment. He's a client of mine. Oh, good. I can tell that's, see, that was one of my tests is to make sure that you, <laughs> you are, you are above board and uh, an honorable gentleman. Cause I only do business with honorable uh, people. Uh, well, I would love to do business with you. In fact, we've got a, a sale uh, this week on intellectuals. Oh, if you'd great. like, 
you could have Timmy Hawking. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. Uh, first of all, how much would Timmy be? Uh, Timmy is uh, $400 an evening. Okay, great. Uh, and uh, in order to kind of complete the Hawking look, we he comes with a wheelchair that he doesn't necessarily need. Well, that uh, that's a real, I'm I'm happy for Timmy. That's good. But yeah, you definitely sort of want that vibe. Now, does he? There's the wheelchair, but is it there's is there you know a voice box going on? Is there an overall you know? Does he ever sort of wet himself or anything like that? And it's sort of like little fun, um, uh, you know, human tchotchke. <laughs> We've given him uh, an electronic toy that does convert his voice into an alien's voice. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I'm going to be honest, he's not on the same intellectual plane <laughs> as his older brother, Stephen. Okay. Uh, he's not completely familiar with astrophysics in any way. Mm-hmm. He couldn't tell you where any of the stars are or what the <laughs> constellations are named. Mm-hmm. He attended a community college in Wisconsin. <laughs> Well, that's, that's great. That sounds, uh, that it's in my price range. So my last question then would be before I go ahead and book uh, Timmy Hawking, um, is it, are, I'm, I'm sure you get this a lot. Is it like a full service? You know, when, when, when the celebrity sibling is in my home, can I request anything I desire? You know, it, that's really a, a personal choice made by our clients. Uh, I can tell you uh, right now that it's going to be a great big no if you hire Wanda Hitler. You, you, you've, you've tried that. You've, you've gone down that road before. You know, there's something about that mustache. <laughs> Hi, Brian. Hi, Jack. Hello. Hello, buddy. How are you? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Hold on. You sound very happy. You know what? I am happy, Jack. Okay. You know why? why? No, Two I reasons. don't. That's why I just asked. Why? Two reasons. Two Go ahead. reasons. Okay. One. Mm-hmm. Well, Manscaped liked us and sold enough of their Manscaped lawnmower 4.0s that they want to continue working with us. That's awesome. So we've actually moved some Manscaped uh, products. Yes. Yes. That's fantastic. So we, we will continue to be in the Manscaped family. We're going to be in the Manscaped family. That's the number one thing that makes me happy. And the number two thing is I uh, did a little research and I, I see that one of our fans has a tremendous foot fetish. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, I just Explain. I just, you know, I, every once in a while I'll sit there and I'll just kind of see what the interests are of the people who are follow the show on social media. Okay. And so I saw this guy had uh, quoted or retweeted something of ours and I was like, oh, this guy, I clicked on his thing. And so I was looking at what he was following and there were some of the usual characters like Stu Bergier you'd see there and stuff like that. <laughs> sure. And, and then uh, just a steady string of people who sell pictures of their feet. <laughs> <laughs> but like dozens and dozens of them, Jack. Wow. I didn't even know that was a thing, but you can sell feet pictures on Twitter. Wow. And, and I they bet apparently you, make, they make money doing this. They, they say, oh, you could buy me a coffee. So buy they, you they, a coffee. Yeah. So like, they'll say like, who's going to buy me a coffee in the morning? And then apparently people just send them money. And then in return, they get pictures of feet. Wow. Yeah. So congratulations to our foot fetish fan. <laughs> what, what now what are you congratulating him on <laughs> I'm, I'm compiling probably the largest database of foot fetish uh offering people uh that i've ever seen mm-hmm. there are so many jack i had no idea there were that many people who sold foot pictures uh well i 
Actually, I actually would have guessed that. That actually does not surprise me. So, okay, let, let, let's unpack this for a minute. So, so you you like to research people who like our show on social media and, and just to sort of see what it is they like, maybe what their politics are or, or what they are, just to sort of get a sense as to who listens to our program. It's a marketing thing. I just like to know who, you know, where, where the audience is coming from, what their other likes are, like what other people are they listening to? Where are they getting their news from? What, what, what do they find, do for entertainment? What are their mm-hmm. hobbies and things like, cause it's just good. It's good to kind of know what your base likes. And if they love a f- foot fetishes, then I think we need to do more foot fetish based comedy. Well, so that's a great idea. So, so I, I assume then you've this week, um, you, I'm sure you've come with a lot of, um, uh, foot ideas for the podcast. So, so what are some, what are some ideas that you have to, um, to reach the foot fetish market that we clearly, um, have already begun to tap into? Well, you know, there was the, um, there was that thing we used to have called news you missed. Yep. And, uh, and so I thought we could just do news you missed, but about feet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, good. I mean, a little lazy, but okay, fine. And then maybe, you know how we do the reading bits where you're not supposed to laugh. Yeah. Uh, maybe something where you're describing a picture of a woman's foot <laughs> and, uh, and not laughing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and, the, and the penalty is if you do laugh, then you don't get another picture of her feet, which oh. uh, to some people clearly would be a fate worse than death. It would be traumatizing to be denied yeah. foot pictures from a lady who sells her feet on Twitter. Absolutely. And what way can we get more people on our staff? Like so far our staff is just you and me, but maybe we need to get some more people in who have great feet, who we can start to profit off of. Like we've got the manscaped money coming in now. Um, how can we recruit people who would want to um, uh, fetishize their own feet for money? Well, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to put my feet on Twitter uh, first thing in the morning mm-hmm. and after they've had a good rest, you know, so mm-hmm. they're, they're looking plump and delicious and I'll take a picture of those with my camera, a mediocre camera on my phone. Uh-huh. My wife has a nicer camera. Maybe if I can get her to take some pictures of my feet and then I'll just ask people to buy me a cup of coffee in the morning. Okay. And the first one to send me a cup of coffee money uh, gets a, a photo of my feet, Okay. which... I had not realized were uh, attractive and potentially a revenue source. Well, they sound plump and delicious. Yeah. I mean, they're somewhat hairy and maybe in need of a trim on the nails or or maybe a quick rundown with the um, lawnmower 4.0 by Manscaped. Man, we once you're our sponsor, we will forever take care of you. Yeah, I'm going to. They they own me forever. what, what, What is the contract language in that, by the way? I don't know. I didn't read it. I just said yes. <laughs> so what, what sort of, so I, I imagine then you've been getting emails from Manscaped about um, different ways that you um, need to behave in public. Yeah. Well, as a representative of Manscaped, mm-hmm. uh, I need to kind of carry myself in a very specific way. So you'll see that uh, just recently there was a, a football player uh, who was driving uh, liquored up and, and killed a woman and her dog. Mm-hmm. And he's in big, big trouble. And he just got fired from whatever team he was on. Yeah. So I, I can't do stuff like that. So the other <laughs> night uh, you know, I went out and I, I, I got completely liquored up and I hopped yep. in the car mm-hmm. and I started driving. And then it was like, I had a vision of Manscaped. If yep. Manscaped was in the form of an angel and it, it descended <laughs> in front of me, like right at a traffic light, 
and looked at me and, and gave me this, this sad look, like, what are you doing? You're a manscaped representative. And yeah. I immediately, I immediately, my heart sank. I pulled over uh, and I, I parked and I left the car there. Good for you. And where did you leave the car? I don't know. I was really, really drunk. <laughs> I, I blacked out. I, 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 did, I failed to form memories for hours. <laughs> so I've been wandering the streets looking for my car. And there's a good chance somebody stole it at this point. Or it was would, towed. Yeah, I would imagine so. Whew, boy. It's a shame. God, that is a shame. Well, I mean, Manscaped, gosh, so not only do they keep your nether regions in, in tip-top shape, but they also save lives. I save lives because who knows what I, you know, there was a Halloween parade. I could have taken out a whole bunch of goblins and, and people from a variety of movies and mm -hmm. the Avengers. Who knows? And it would have been mm -hmm. a, just a traumatic car. You know, all these kids watching as their favorite superheroes are, are plowed into by a, by a man in, a, in an SUV <laughs> who, who can't form memories and won't recall running over these, these poor individuals. <laughs> and I, thanks to Manscaped, I don't do that, Jack. Man. It's, it's inspiring is what it is. I have a mission and I have a purpose now. <laughs> what was your purpose before this, by the way? Ironically, it was for, to encourage people to just blow out their, their crotches hair, like with hair, they, to wow. just have as many follicles as possible. I was a yeah. very pro hairy crotch person before Manscaped came along and I they kind of made me see the light. Yeah. You know, cause I was sitting at an intersection. <laughs> it's a different time. And I was completely blotto and- Suddenly, Manscaped like descended right down in front of me, but like kind Man. of more like Randy Quaid as opposed to an angel. And, <laughs> and then just like landed and placed his hands on the hood of my car. And I looked at him, we made eye contact and I realized I was making a huge mistake. I'm a representative of Manscaped now. Wow. Man, that's a religious experience. It really is. It's kind of like being woke. <laughs> Exactly. But, but not insufferable and with great, uh, uh, pubes. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I clearly have the moral high ground because, you know, wanting someone to have a, a cleaned up crotch is something that is, you know, they say it's next to godliness. They, they do say that a lot. They also say save 20% using code QM at checkout. If you use QM, you do get 20% off and Jack free shipping. That's crazy. What You're a deal. Crazy. You're a deal. Brian, don't, <laughs> don't ruin a nice bit. So Brian. Yes, Jack. Obviously the big news from uh, this week is the, uh, the Tuesday election results, which saw a major upset in the Virginia governor's race where uh, the Republican uh, Glenn Youngkin uh, defeated Terry McAuliffe. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you seem like you're smiling over there. You know, the education thing's a, a, bit, a bit important to me, Jack. And it's I kind of, it uh, it, it's kind of a vindication-ish yep. to see, um, you know, people say, oh, you know what? I, I don't want you messing with the education in this particular way, mm -hmm. which Joy Reid says is no particular way <laughs> because she is a dumb, dumb, dumb person. She really knows nothing. <laughs> she, she doesn't she know is. anything. And she has a TV show. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, yeah, it's very, very pleasing. And of course, so the, the big narrative now is, you know, it's it, it doesn't matter what it does for the good people of the Commonwealth of Virginia. What it matters is for the future, for 2022 and 2024. Right. You know, everyone is now reading the tea leaves for the future. And I thought to myself, like, God, I, I can't wait to find out what happens in the future. And then I thought, oh, my gosh, I do a podcast with a guy with a time machine. That's correct. I do have a time machine. That's so great. So I was wondering, I imagine you've, you've gone ahead about a year mm-hmm. and, um, and sort of know a lot of the, the fallout from these election results. And I'd love to just sort of pick your brain about that if I could. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to have my brain picked. <laughs> That's really wonderful. So, um, you know, I, I I imagine that the campaign season uh, next fall for the for the House and the Senate it gets gets pretty gets pretty rough and tumble. You know, are, are there any um, sort of memorable campaigns or, or feuds that sort of come out from the um, the 2022 campaign? Yeah, well, basically what's going to happen is that the Democrats are really going to go all out on trying to convince people that uh, the pro-education folks are, are trying to deny their children from learning about things. So they're going to say, oh, they don't want to teach your kids about slavery or the alphabet. <laughs> and there's there's a whole campaign ad where you see the letters A to Z and then there's an X across them. And, it's like, and, the, and then it's uh, Stacey Abrams just standing in front of this, uh, this blackboard where all of the letters have been crossed. And she says, do you want to really live in a world where your kids don't have the alphabet? And then she just cocks her head and then a light emits from between her teeth. It just kind of blinds you temporarily. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's how they finish the message. Just blinding light from her mouth. Yeah. I mean, it, they, it, the ad was produced by Ogilvy and May, their advertising and their creative director really believed that uh, a, a searing flash that you know, gives you a, a burst of pain and uh-huh. shock uh, makes you mem- remember things more. Okay. And that's the message that they wanted people to take away was that the Republicans want to not only not teach slavery, but the alphabet and (laughs) math will be limited. Strictly, there'll be no pluses and no times tables. You're strictly limited to dividing and subtracting, Jack. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, if there's one thing they're really good at, it is dividing. Um, Okay, well, that's good. Um, So uh, there's a a very unexpected political star, I would imagine. There's always one that's sort of like, wait a minute, this guy, you know, Jesse Ventura and Donald Trump and uh, some others, even Sonny Bono from back in the day. It's like, wait, he's in politics? Schwarzenegger. It's like, seems like there's a celebrity. Is there a big sort of celebrity um, surprise uh, entrant into the, the political sphere who makes a big splash? Yes, there is. I knew it. Adele. <laughs> Wait a minute. The the formerly uh, overweight, now fit uh, Adele? Yes. yes. So she's got so much flack for losing weight. She did. And and which is now fat phobic and fat shaming uh, that it turned her into a raging conservative firebrand. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's crazy. Like she is a scary, scary character. Like what? Like what? What? What's one of the? You know, her. Um. You know, if she gives a speech or writes an op-ed or, uh, in what way does she become this? Like, give us some examples. That's so interesting. Well, as she just took a hard right turn, I think she was really upset at these people for giving her flag for losing weight, mm-hmm. and so now she she has come up with the concept of carb camps, <laughs> okay. which are. Well, 
they're like concentration camps, but for people who have too many carbs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an extremist view. I'm not sure that's a very conservative view. No. Well, she's, a, she's hard. She's gone hard, right? Okay. She is, uh, she is an unapologetically too. She doesn't even apologize. She oh. says she, she wants to hurt people. <laughs> Like, like, so like what, I mean, if someone was eating a, a tiramisu, what, like, what would, what would happen? Uh, well, she's, she's trying to get a constitutional amendment to limit <laughs> your daily caloric intake mm -hmm. to the recommended number of calories. Okay. I mean, it would save a lot of lives and save a lot of money. I'll say that. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and also eat into the profits of the restaurant business. So you can rest assured that the National Restaurant Association is very upset about this. Mm -hmm. Whew, okay. That's very, very interesting. Uh, does, uh, does she ever own a, you know, TV show or anything like that? Yes. <laughs> uh, wh what's it called? Adele's Place. It <laughs> seems fairly um, benign. Yeah. It's just like a little talk show. And she invites guests on and then chastises them the way she was chastised. Mm -hmm. Who, uh, in, you know, before you traveled back to the present where we are now, who was the, her most recent guest on, uh, on Adele's place? And, and what did they talk about? Uh, she had on James Corden. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, and how did that uh, go? It was awful because <laughs> every time he tried to talk, she'd ask him a question. Mm -hmm. She'd ask him a question and then, and then he would try to answer it and she would just go chubs, 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 <laughs> chubs, chubs, like, and, and cut him off. <sighs> and at some point he stormed off of Adele's place. Very slowly, I assume. Yeah, very slowly. He just kind of took his time, <laughs> but it's hard. And then she had 38 minutes to kill. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> he was the only guest for the hour long show. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the final 38 minutes of that episode of Adele's place? She improvised a song called chubby lover. <laughs> how, and how did that go? Chubby lover stuff, your face chubby lover. What a disgrace chubby lover. Eat no more chubby lover on the floor. <laughs> and then you hear her call for the carb camp. <laughs> mobile. Oh my God. She's, she's mobilized it. Yeah. It's a, what's well, a black van. It's like a, like the things they had in the, in the 1930s for the poor Russians to, to be rounded up and tossed into the back of, mm -hmm. but it's like a paddy wagon for the overweight. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, they, they, they must hear fatty wagon. They must hear paddy wagon and get kind of excited. Uh, unless they're Irish and they get offended. They're like, isn't that an insult? <laughs> yeah. Boy, you gotta, you gotta really know cultures. You gotta be culturally sensitive, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, paddy wagon is, 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 you know, kind of offensive. And so is a makeup truck. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. Slurs against the Irish. That, that always, that always plays the bandscaped people are going to be happy. <laughs> yes. And oh, yeah. People who aren't turned off by slurs against the Irish get 20% off of any Manscaped products and free shipping anywhere in the world, except the Congo. 
That is an offer too good to pass up. Well, that's very exciting. Well, last question then, Brian, about the about the future. I mean, obviously, we could talk for hours about the future, but um, how's President Biden doing? Um, you know, uh, in in around election time of twenty twenty two, you know, how, how's he doing? What's the latest with the presidency and the state of our national government? Well, I mean, I, they they have a realization that the way they've been doing things is is not resonating with enough people mm-hmm. and that sure. they've allowed a, a, a loud a fringe group of folks to uh, really uh, tarnish the entire party as a whole and, and draw a lot of people toward the center, if not even the center right. Yep. They're kind of, you know, some of the stuff has really turned them off. The, uh, the 98% of people who don't like or want to use the term Latin X uh, is, you know, they completely, they became an entire solid block of uh, Republican voters, mm-hmm. except for a handful who vote libertarian. <laughs> so that, you know, that was one way they lost a huge chunk of people. And Biden recognizes this. this and, uh, and so he, he starts making, and of course it comes too late. You know, they, mm-hmm. they realize they, they, the polling shows that they're about to be decimated. And so he, he gets out there and he's trying to fix things. And so he, uh, gets on a horse and starts riding because <laughs> he thinks he's in the Pony Express. <laughs> and it's such a scene to see a, a, an older president of the United States on a horse, riding the horse through the streets of Washington, D.C., being pursued by a motorcade. <laughs> <laughs> and they keep trying to get him to stop. And he keeps saying he has to get the message to Tulsa. <laughs> oh my God. And he doesn't know where Tulsa is. He's now he doesn't have a compass. He just keeps asking people, "Where's Tulsa?" Mm-hmm. And he's not getting a straight answer. Some people look at him, and some people say, "Let's go, Brandon." <laughs> <laughs> Oof, boy. So, uh, in other words, uh, the president's basically the same as he is now. Yeah. No, he hasn't changed much. Jack, Brian, there is money in obituaries. Did you know that? You know, you've mentioned it in the past. So yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I do, but explain for people who don't understand. Well, you know, people die. It's a very sad thing. And yeah. when they die, sometimes they have an obituary and mm-hmm. that that's their last chance of, of getting the word out. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's an old expression. Have you heard it? The, a man dies twice. Uh, once mm-hmm. when he, he breathes his last breath. Mm-hmm. And the second time when his name is spoken for the very last time. Ooh, I've not, you know, I've not heard that. That's chilling. It is chilling. It's kind of sad. So you die twice. So anyway, obits <laughs> are a thing and there's money in them. And um, I, I got some newspapers. They have obits. They want to run. They'd love a, a nice natural read from somebody. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you can read an obit um, and be professional about it, uh, we can make some money on top of the manscaped money. Well, you know, that would be great. So, so you're saying that if you just read obituaries in a respectful way, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because sort of the downfall of the newspaper business, th- this is sort of the new way obituaries are being done. Yes, they're doing it. It's it, they read obituaries on podcasts. Now, print media is a dinosaur, Jack. Yep, it's doomed. Great. Um, great. And, uh, I'd love to make us some money. I just sent you the first obit. Okay. Of, uh, of this opportunity that I hope okay. you seize. All right. I have just gotten it now. Let me open it up. All right. Um, okay. Let me, you know, I like to proofread these ahead of time. You shouldn't because so. it's no bit and it's, you want to get the, the grief and the gravitas out there. 
All right. <laughs> I'm leading you in now, Jack, with some memorial music. Great. Melanie Thompson died Thursday, surrounded by loved ones, but also lava. <laughs> First sentence. <clears throat> Melanie was a true adventure seeker who traveled the world extensively, seeking out all the sights and experiences that this great world offers. From climbing Mount Everest to kayaking down the Nile, Melanie did it all. She lived a full and exciting life with almost no regrets. Upon hearing of the pending eruption of the Sumeru volcano in Java, Melanie immediately packed her bags. But this time, she did something different. She invited her darling husband, Richard, her beautiful, beautiful daughter, Kathy, and her wonderful son, Hunter. I want to share this experience with the people I love the most, she told her 12,000 friends on Facebook. And share she did. Her Facebook timeline was filled with photos of her and her family living the life, enjoying the beautiful countryside that Java offers, hiking up to the rim of the Sumeru volcano, and panoramic views taken from the peak. Melanie loved taking photos and sharing them so very, very much that she failed to notice that the volcano was the opposite of dormant. <laughs> and she unfortunately stayed a little too long as molten rock quietly and slowly encircled her <laughs> and her adorable family. Thanks to Melanie's photography skills and expensive camera phone, you can clearly see the terror in their eyes as they begin to realize they've been surrounded by rock that was so hot that it melted. Husband Richard, normally a stoic, looked like he may have shat himself <laughs> at the prospect of losing his entire family, but it's hard to say because of all the smoke. Although the quality of the photography declined slightly because of all the panicking, Melanie's last few photos really bring out the essence of what it's like to be responsible for your family being incinerated before your eyes. A memorial service for the whole family will be held Thursday, but the cremation already took place. <laughs> As you can see in the last photo. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry for the Thompson family. I'm, yeah, that's a that's a tragic thing to happen. That I'm, is sad. My reaction should not uh, it does not reflect on my feelings towards your loss. Yeah, no, you you I mean that was just the writing caught you off guard. Yeah, surrounded by loved ones, but also lava. <laughs> Again, I uh, laugh. Just that's, a turn of phrase. It's, it, it's not directed at the Thompson family. Is no, what's important. Uh, who was left to write that obituary? Uh, you know, it must have been a close relative, I would I think. I guess so. I'm surprised Melanie didn't kill that one, too. <laughs> All right. Neg negligent woman. Okay, yeah, I mean, um, I'm ready for the next one. Didn't intend on it happening, but it just happens sometimes. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it uh, does. All We've right. all lost someone that way. Yeah. In lava. All right. Take her away. Okay. Oh, yep. I just got number two. Thank you. Here we go. Um, okay. Tell me when to start. You may start. Okay. Benjamin uh, Gulfoil, 24, of Miriam Springs, died unexpectedly Thursday, but he got over 300 likes, so it wasn't a total wash. Benjamin was born to David Gulfoil of Merriam Springs and Veronica Gulfoil, <laughs> Nee Simpson of Toronto. Benjamin loved to entertain strangers and created a YouTube channel for that very purpose. Whether rollerblading on the edge of a building or hanging from a windowsill eight stories up, Benjamin was fearless, never once thinking about himself and only thinking about the enjoyment he provided his 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, 800 of which were Chinese bots. <laughs> 
Benjamin was always up for a challenge, as long as the camera was trained on him so that he could upload it to YouTube for strangers to see. It was in that spirit that Benjamin thought it would be exciting to propel himself from his backyard into his neighbor's pool with a makeshift catapult of his own design. Viewers to Benjamin's YouTube channel sure were treated to a spectacle. Unfortunately, Benjamin's grasp of mathematics was not as good as it should have been, and several miscalculations were made in determining the range of the payload, which was Benjamin. Because that required knowledge of the horizontal velocity, launch angle, and flight time. Benjamin did a great job maximizing the amount of torque pr produced by his catapult, so for that he should be proud. And proud he would have been had he not overshot the pool. <laughs> had he not overshot the pool dramatically and propelled himself with incredible force into the side of his neighbor's house by fracturing his skull and shattering multiple bones in his spine. Benjamin provided an unforgettable show to his fans who were not Chinese bots. <laughs> Though they'll have moved on to a new YouTube channel by Wednesday, he will always be in our memories, possibly. He leaves behind his dog Howler and a broken camera mounted to a broken helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Darn! Damn! I, uh, I just a lot of thrill seekers just, dying lately. It's just sad. Uh, you know, you shouldn't risk your life. I saw a guy doing parkour on a on a ledge. I was terrified for him, and I wasn't the yeah. one at risk. What a big dummy! What a big dummy! Well, geez, but, you know, it's it's still it's still it's still a tragedy, even though they're not making good decisions. Also a tragedy is us not getting that sweet obit money. I know. And I, I, like, I know the Thompsons are, are awash with cash when there's no one left to, for the, you know, for the fortune to go to. So we could have gotten yeah. probably all that money. Could have been that. We could have been maybe inherited a house or something. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. not using it. But I, man, I blew it. So I'm, I know that's my, on me. Third one. Third one is coming up. I'm okay. going to nail this one. I promise I you. you. Yeah, I okay. sent it to you. You should have it any second. Okay. I really don't want to laugh this time. Don't laugh. Okay. All right. Gravitas. 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 Okay. I'm ready. Just tell me when to go. Take her away. Chrisanna Humphrey of Englewood died unexpectedly on Monday. She was 34. Chrisanna was an outspoken activist and devoted much of his time to Extinction Rebellion, an environmental activist outfit much like Greenpeace, but much dickier. Chrisanna identified as quantum gender, meaning she was a gender represented by a probability wave of all the possible genders, but which remained intermediate until he was observed. <laughs> I'm sorry, but which remained indeterminate until he was observed. They were grateful to his parents for putting her on puberty blockers as a young child after a passing mention that he felt like a princess. That medical intervention helped Chris Anna become the woman he possibly wanted to be, albeit with a micropenis as a result of the female hormone milkshakes. <laughs> Christina was a vibrant and worldly individual, eager to share her message of hope with the world. He could often be found blocking traffic to let motorists know that based on these estimates, the oceans <laughs> The oceans would rise 40 feet by next August. Chrisanna's passion for sharing her message derived from needing a sense of purpose after her gender studies degree left they without pro prospects for gainful employment. He was very happy to put herself on the front lines of the war against environmental destruction. That is where he found herself Monday afternoon during the rush of hour. <laughs> 
That is where he found herself Monday afternoon during the rush hour commute. Unfortunately, while standing in the middle of the eastbound lane of the I-20 interstate, Chrisanna was struck by a speeding vehicle containing 12 individuals whom Chrisanna would have described as undocumented, but who were in fact phenomenally illegal, and uh, as they had broken multiple laws to enter the country. The driver was unlicensed, and the vehicle was uninsured. Chrisanna will be cremated on Friday, ironically adding to his carbon footprint. (laughs) Hmm... Did we get that one? No. Nope. Are, no. are the, are, is the Humphrey family like listening? Can we try? Do we get the money? I don't know if they're listening or not. Um, I mean, they can certainly, they're welcome to make a donation. Uh, I get, uh, you know, but um, again, the gravitas was lost. <sighs> well, I apologize to all three families this week. It's sad. It's sad. It's not, um, it's not how I want to do things. And I, uh, I, I do apologize. If it's any consolation, mm-hmm. if they go to manscaped.com <laughs> and use the checkout code QM, mm-hmm. they get 20% off of their purchase and free shipping to anywhere except the Congo. Congo. Yeah. That probably does help a lot. That's going to ease a lot of the pain of losing a loved one. Um, you know, certainly the Thompson family, I'm sure, um, could use, <laughs> I'm sure their ashes could use a, you know, just a nice little trim. Little trim. Yeah. I'll tell you something. When I was, when my mother passed away, when I was a teenager, uh, and I was, I was grief stricken. Yeah. No, it's a tragedy, Jack. It's sad. Sorry. Sorry. I have a, you know, you process, uh, things like this improperly. And it, we've just differently. This. Don't judge it. Okay. Well, sorry. Uh, it's your lived experience. But uh, so I, you know, I consoled myself by trimming the hair <laughs> around my, my crotch like crazy. Yeah. And I became known in the neighborhood as the, they called me a pristine crotch <laughs> because I was hairless. And, uh, and I was the bell of the ball and it really took a lot of, a lot of uh, the sadness away. Yeah. I was invited, old, old men invited me into their homes, welcomed me in, consoled me, gave me, they called them therapy drinks. And I'd wake up the next day, kind of in a daze, groggy, not quite sure what happened. And they'd escort me out of the house and, uh-huh. and then I'd be on my way. <laughs> that's, that's a real pattern in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sad. you, now, I remember you telling me that you were celebrated in your high school yearbook for this sort of hairless crotch uh, phase that you went through after your mother's uh, demise. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they, you know, I, I wasn't qualifying for any yearbook categories. Right. right. Um, which was kind of a bummer. I wasn't most popular. I wasn't. Definitely. I wasn't this. I wasn't that. Yep. I uh, wasn't most athletic or anything. So, but they did create a category for me. Okay. And it was most hairless crotch. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so proud of myself and they, they took a picture for the yearbook and, mm, um, mm. and I at least have something to, to show for it for my high Absolutely. school experience, which was largely traumatic. <laughs> so much bullying. Well, Jack, uh, unfortunately we did not get uh, any more obit sponsors this week. Uh, okay. we will try again some other time. Sure. Uh, in the meantime, um, 
feel free to review us. It's always very nice. It does help the algorithms. It does make us appear in other people's feeds saying, oh, you might like this podcast then if you like that podcast. So it does work and it is helpful. Yes, absolutely. Or write something cryptic that that doesn't make a lot of sense, write a cryptic review that leaves us going like, wait, what what was he saying? I don't know what he meant. That that happens if you go through our reviews. (laughs) I, I love our listeners. They're so funny. Uh, but the best thing they could do, I'm telling you, is still it is it is word of mouth. Go go tell two or three friends. Hey, if okay. you like a funny podcast with no agenda, go check these guys out. Please tell like two or three friends. That's the number I'm, one way to do this. I will do that. And you are my number one. And then I'll just find one other and then we're good. Well, but I, as I've told you, I'm not a fan of this show. So that's already like you've burned one of your one of the things I've asked you to do. I'm sorry. That was Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Subscribe on any podcast platform. Watch our clips on YouTube. Visit us at qmpodcast.com. 